Hi, this is Silence. Hey, this is Wavy Big. And you're listening to the Cabbages Hip Hop Podcast. episode for how to try you were uh quote pretty dejected uh, so no you were excited you said i'm so excited oh, I, yeah okay i mean to watch, like, to watch a complete that piece, of piece of shit, of shit. yeah you, when you, you described said. you described it really beautifully mm. it was like john travolta is gaudy and i was like oh a bad gangster movie would be great but it's not the movie itself that has me renewed the movie is a real piece of shit. Now, what I'm renewed about is that there's no way, even with you casting the show, that I'm going to lose this battle this week. Oh, really? I'm guaranteeing. If it's not unanimous, then the voting is fixed. Let's put it that way. Fixed. Okay? How it could the voting so be bad. fixed? This was a miserable film. It was miserable. The whole time I was just sitting there like, God, when does this end? And I hit pause and it would be like, an hour and 13 minutes left. <laughs> 59 minutes left. I did this like 10 times. <laughs> it's so terrible. Why did you do this to me? I'm a big fan of gangster movies, as you know. I, mm. I love gangster movies. I am films. too. <laughs> and, you know, Gotti is an important figure in Queens, and I'm a Queens native, and I yeah. wanted to see this film i found it to see the absolute worst of queens well no i was fascinated by the idea of this film with travolta playing this iconic gangster Mm. and doing this doing this movie that got horrendously savaged by critics just savaged by critics there's a perverse curiosity that at some point though critics aren't critics anymore are they like you're not really you can't do anything but criticize this film. Well, the thing is that, you know, the critics were so negative on this film that the the people behind the marketing for it tried to pull a, a David Lynch Lost Highway in that hmm. when David Lynch put out Lost Highway, all the critics, or a lot of the critics were really down on it. And huh. basically he put out ads in the papers I think it actually said in one that I saw back in whatever, 97. Yeah. Uh, two thumbs down, Siskel and Ebert in the ad for. Right. Lost this Highway. was like the first time they had used the bad press to try and like. They embraced promote. the bad press. Yeah. What okay. this, what, what, like got, what, Gotti, what Gotti's marketers did was they pulled a Trump and made it seem like it was this fake news thing. Like, oh, all the critics don't want uh-huh, you to see uh-huh, this movie, uh-huh. you know. And to me, like, that's such a um, curious decision that it made me go, could this be a good, bad movie? I, I'd never seen it before I had assigned this movie. So right. when I, I, I could- No, that's is, your only excuse. And it's it's a very good one, but it is the only way. It's like- would Subject other people to watch and talk about this film. Yeah, like I had seen- Is yeah, if you had never seen it. You and I had both seen Hot to Trot as kids. 
Yeah. Uh, I had seen uh, Bucky Larson born to be a star before you had obviously seen Tremors. You watched the whole series. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. In terms of the previous movies, there was at least this one, was at the least first one of us. Blind. Yeah. We flew in blind and I went by, yes, it's got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, but this is such a weird thing that I thought maybe there's a chance that this could be a good, bad movie. So mm-hmm. I, that's really kind of what I came in on it. And I'm going to reserve well, my comments exactly. until we get to the, co- the conversation with our guests. guests. Yeah. So I'm really, really pumped about these guests. No, amazing artists. Amazing artists. Yeah, I'm like, thrilled. So I'm really happy to be bringing them on this season. So we'll, uh, we'll just have to wait and see what they feel about it. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to reserve my I'm commentary for it. Uh, you seem to have a lot of confidence. I'm that's the next great. One too. I mean, you've been the next one too. That's uh-huh. uh that's a little uh, bold. That's a little I'm bold, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to reveal now, but we'll wait. Really? We'll wait. You know, Jeff, there's a there's a a, a saying you might want to keep in mind over here. Uh-huh. And that saying is pride comes before the fall. I will count every chicken before it hatches. Every single one of them. The next two, me. I'm back in it, baby. I'm we back. I'll see. Movie fucking sucks. <laughs> what gangster movie? It sucks. It fucking sucks. We'll be right back. I'm thrilled to introduce our guest for today's show. Joining us now are Silence and Wavy Bagels. The New York hip-hop artists teamed up last year to produce the album Butatis Butandis for Break All Records, which you can purchase directly from the artists on Bandcamp. Hello and welcome to the show. Yo, what's up? How you guys doing? Uh, we are living the dream. We are in... Are we? Yeah, we're in the midst of okay. our bad movie battle. We are. We're, we're living the dream. Okay. <laughs> Christopher Wallace once said it was all a dream. Exactly. When you think about just these larger than life figures from New York City, it's like Christopher Wallace, John Gotti, period. I think that's every everybody, right? That's all that everybody wears. King of New York. So I think the first thing to do, because we are talking about Gotti today, what's sort of your guys' experience with gangster movies in general? First off, I'm going to say um, nothing that we have to say is a reflection of the New York mob at all. Uh, real and we're just gonna get that out of the way thanks for thinking of that yeah of course you can't man we're in new york <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no it's a, it's an issue uh, ten, about, about 10 minutes before I, I got onto this call i got a a, uh, a random phone call did you tell them do you are you going to tell them yeah I, I, I would be scared if i heard this i got a random phone call from a number i didn't recognize with a a, a country code of, of 39 and you know what that country code is for italy Italy. Woo! Nah, that's yes. crazy. Maybe we should actually describe this. So like, we should, So maybe we should talk about. Yeah, but Gotti, movie. John Gotti Jr. left the life. That's the only thing <laughs> we had to go. Life. Look, really. Okay. Maybe we should, maybe we should talk about the Batman because I don't think Robert Pattinson. I don't think he's a threat. To the <laughs> yeah, I think we could. I think we could take Robert Pattinson. I don't think we could take La Costa Nostra. I don't yeah. know what's gonna happen for us. <laughs> Too many families. You gotta say it like you gotta say it like Travolta said it. And how's Logo, that? Logos and Logos and Logos and 
really good. <laughs> Why did he say it like that? He hadn't spoken like that the entire time. The entire time that he said, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he was doing like a lot of different accents too. Like it was like, oh man, like types of triple. Okay, so yeah, so I back like to my question. Movies. Yeah, I like mob movies. Um, however, like I've never really understood the crazy like identification with the mob in a especially like rap because mm-hmm. like italians historically super racist you know and like and beyond even that like most of the mob movies scarface and all mm-hmm. that they get smoked at the end and yeah. i'm not trying to go out like that that's you know you can't even it does seem it. like a weird goal for certain people to want to die by the gun like blade of like, glory, of, I guess. Specifically of the cops, where you're just like, this outcome is poor for everyone. We don't want this. Yeah. No one wins. Somebody has to it. feed those tigers. It's like, come on. Right. Now, now somebody inherited a tiger. <laughs> what, what are we gonna do with a tiger, man? No, it's a good question. I mean, look, a lot of loose ends, and you know, this movie definitely has a lot of loose ends that it ties up. Really? Uh yeah. I mean, that's huh. He gets to leave on on dental furlough. To go tie up the loose ends from the they got him in there. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yo, they they played that like it was like a buddy comedy or something. It was like, like it was. It felt like they put him, gave him like a bunch of like those Monopoly get out of jail free cards. <laughs> it was like he was that. Smiling at the guards and shit. He he walked out. He sh- he boomed that guy in the in the in the hotel room. Yep. And didn't say anything. That woman left crazy witnesses changed his clothes he's not really good at exits from the assassinations that he does like when he in the first kill in the movie where he goes after the guy the kidnapper and he shoots him in the bar the barmaid is there and like he just like points at her he goes like nope like he doesn't like say things like (laughs) like wags his finger at her but only don't you go tell him the cops before he even does that he looks at the, the the tv and somebody oh. wins like a, a boxing match. Yeah, that's oh, Ke- that is Kevin Connolly, director Kevin Connolly, giving yeah. you oh, yeah. a yeah. sense yeah. of place and time. Yeah, no. yeah. And, and it's not funny because, yeah, after as soon as we finished the movie, I looked up like, oh, Kevin Connolly. I was like, oh, it's Aunt Holmes Montaraj. And, um, e. and before then, um, I don't know if you remember, remember the show on WB, uh, Unhappily Ever After. Of course. All right, yeah. Yeah. No, no look, I, I don't know this one. You, oh, you should actually know this, Jeff, because this show, which was Nikki Cox and Kevin Connolly were the breakout stars from it. But and the show's premise was that it was like an it was like a married with children type <laughs> show. But the other notable character so it was like on everything it on the WB was a talking stuffed, a talking stuffed rabbit. Yeah. Yep. Voiced by Bobcat um, Goldthwaite. Sir. Yeah. This is real. And, 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 That's a and TV the, uh, you guys didn't get the, together and make no, this no, up. I, I thought it's crazy because we, we looked this up and I remembered having, like, I guess my first memory of that song, uh, what it's is a, it? Hit the Road Jack, the road jack mm-hmm. is from that show. Same. And it's like related to that puppet. Same. And I had no, I was like, this, I thought this was something I hallucinated or, you know, you're a kid. I feel like, like I'm hallucinating up. it now. It's, it's like a bunny. 
and sometimes it talks to them and sometimes when it's like i think he only talks to the father yeah yeah because he was oh, going to get oh, so it's, like, it's like calvin and hobbs because he gets what? booted from the house in the in the in the pilot that's the right mm. to hit the road jack thing is part this of is it. basically so you're saying it's like married with children meets alf Exactly. Yeah, literally. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now that's actually really good. I'm not mad at this like, premise. I would watch it. Yeah. Like, huh? The thing with Kevin Connolly is that, like, that's kind of it with Kevin Connolly. Like, he didn't Entourage. do Entourage. Entourage and Unhappily Ever After are like the two main things that Kevin Connolly has done. Period. And Gotti, and he directed, oh, and, he, and he directed Gotti. What are you talking? Oh wait, wait, come on! A sixteen-hour-long mob epic. Oh yeah. He also, he also has a music video directorial credit for the game featuring Neo camera phone. Yeah. Okay. Terrible. We just really watched. awful, awful. It has to be. Ooh, wow. <laughs> you know, I should have I should have looked that up because I was I was so distracted. I think by the rap songs that randomly appear on the soundtrack of this film, or from an artist I've never heard of that that were like yeah. narrating the story like they were bars <laughs> about like cursing out sammy the bull gravano before we'd even met him as a character in the film yeah it's like this opening music song should not tell you the story of the movie kevin connelly sports all the music though man he yeah. no 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 it was pitbull pitbull, pitbull actually did the music oh. that's why pitbull was in it there's no reason for pitbull to be in this film pitbull Uh, in the movie no well his song is oh yeah yeah. and it's over an all an all italian block party yeah yeah, yeah. in the 80s in the 80s where he would not have been 1989 yeah my personal one my personal gripe with the uh film the writing was very uh scattered um, and then, like, I'm, I'm one. Like, I'm, a, I'm when I when I watch TV or film, one of my favorite rules is, if it's if it's seen, it don't got to be said. If it's said, it don't got to be seen. You know, like I felt like there was a particular scene where uh, the the uh, one of his youngest sons is on the bike and he gets hit with the car and yeah, he dies. Frankie. Yeah, Frankie. And so, like, the emotion alone from the mom crying, rest in peace, Kelly Preston, from like every like a bunch of like you know a bunch of emotion were getting in these shots. Now the big brother comes home and then you got uh, Travolta walking up to him and like, oh, your little brother's dead. Like, yeah, we don't, I don't have to, I don't have to, like, you don't have to say it. Like, we know. Yeah. No, we're super aware. He barely got tapped by that car. Oh, no. I mean, like, look, they, no, they had, but they had first of all, that kid can't drive. First of all, the kid, first of all, the kid is a real kid who Come died. Come on, man. That's the first part. The kid's a real kid who died. And it's a film that's based on a memoir by his older brother. So, right. you know, they're going to try to not make that scene too graphic for obvious It reasons. seems pretty cruel. Yeah, it's good. It's like, this happened to John Travolta not long before this movie was made. True. Yeah. One no, of the reasons that's... Old Dogs is such a steaming pile of shit is because he, like, had to leave because his son died. So when is that? That's only been, like, eight years, and they're like, all right, you two, you know what to do. We're just gonna roll film on your son dying. Yeah, action. I mean, but that, but they, I mean, he chose Locked to do up. this, so he did choose to do this movie. He does. He did understand that that was a, a meant to be part of the arc of what we're supposed to care about with John Gotti and like how he is yeah. a human being and what events in his life shaped him. That's absolutely part of it. Very very hard to care about John Gotti. Oh man, I was just like, about to say like I, I feel like it, like it's like. There. The choices 
that were made were kind of bizarre to me in a it's a lot of him shooting people and and then like yes like the the son dying and then it's like he's dying of cancer in the the prison and he's trying to get junior not to rat and it's it's like none of the actually enticing bits of mob movies were sort of included in there and like you want to see the cool stuff i mean he, he dressed nice the book that this is based off of is about john Gotti jr this movie is supposed to be mm. about Gotti jr well i mean it's it's both it's about it's it, it's reason why it's called Gotti and not and you know as because it's meant to be about right. family history it's very much in that godfather sort of way um but not like it the feels godfather. to me like they filmed a whole bunch of stuff and we're like john travolta is a much better actor than this other Yo, that guy is ass that other and like, guy. This is, yeah and maybe this is just going to be Gotti now <laughs> honestly I, I couldn't understand the casting of of, of john Gotti jr like john Gotti jr you could have i mean like you could have found somebody who was who you could actually age up in a way like you could do nothing this kid like spencer lofranco who's from canada um italian like middle name rocco so let's see i'll give him some credit but sure. like they had no way of of aging him in this movie. They had no way of like showing. What are you time. talking about? They his put hair, glasses, and a blazer on him. His hair <laughs> would just grow. They tried so hard, Gary. You get to this, and then by the end of the film, when we get to kind of Junior's archival photo video reel, we see that the kid couldn't look less like John Gotti Junior. Looks, yeah. looks nothing like like, John like you can say whatever about Travolta looking like not looking like John Gotti, but this kid never in his fucking life ever looked like John Gotti Junior. Was Travolta the? I mean, he couldn't have been the original choice to play God. No, no way, not a chance. No, he is. He is the OG. He was part of this in the very beginning. Okay, I think we should just get into the casting of this film. Part. Okay, do you wanna do you wanna start it or should I? This movie was supposed to have real hardened gangster actors. Yeah. Pesci was supposed to be in this. Yep. And he gained a whole bunch of weight to be in. Gained a bunch of weight. And, and then they, they were like, the contract up. Yeah, we think you should be somebody else. <laughs> like not a chance. Like the budgeting, yeah, the budgeting was terrible. I guess I don't, I, I don't know whatever. Like, they had ten million dollars to the payment of the actors. I felt like Travolta was the highest paid, of course, but yeah. like everybody else, I don't know. I just felt like they went cheap with a lot of like the other, the other characters. I, I wanted to say I did like uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince. He played Angelo. Yeah. Good yeah. comic relief. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. It's like Angelo was one of the few like guys I believe was like a player. It was like, oh, that's like a mob guy. Yeah. And he was like bumbling, but we never got to see him bumbling the thing. Yeah. You know, they would be yeah, like, fucking would, like smash screen. cut and he'd be like, Ange, 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 what are you doing? Bye, Ange. <laughs> I gotta put you on the shelf. I gotta put you on the shelf, Edge. Edge. Say he loves the life. That's the only thing that would hurt him the most. And then he oh dies of cancer a year later. Crazy. Like everybody dies of cancer. He goes, but I think he died of a broken heart. Broken right. heart, man. My favorite part is that what we get all of this Ange in the whole movie, right? And the way we are treated to his death is a smash cut and a like poorly edited in voiceover that's like, well, Ange is dead. Yeah. 
I yeah, think he like, died and of I, this. I, and I, Y'all have a good one. We're never going to mention Ange again. And I wasn't a fan of of the narr- of the the posthumous uh, omniscient uh, narration. Like I wasn't. A fan oh, of there was so much of it too. I wasn't yeah. a fan of the, like the intro. a good a good chunk of the movie is also shot like The Office. Like the he like turns <laughs> around in the beginning. Like it's like oh I didn't see you there. Like I'm the ghost of John Gotti. And then and then they like. <laughs> They like, and then they'll give you a voiceover scene at someone's grave. Oh shit! It's just him, like at the bridge, like when you're a specter, bro. What's going on? And then some of the shots, like like when Angus um, is bumbling, like it cuts to to John, and then like zooms in on him. It's like, what's going on? What type that of too. movie is this? My favorite scene in the film, it, because of its absolute pointlessness. There's a sweeping cut in to two obvious gangsters meeting on top of a parking deck to discuss what that person did in the newspaper and then they just leave there's no discussion of business they went all the way up to the top of this thing and made this big show of like no one can hear me berate you for like hiding your face in the newspaper that's the whole meeting you guys wasted all that time and effort for that meeting incredible the touch points, the touch points that they And the shot was like straight out of Paul Thomas Anderson. They were like, whoosh, we got to like show you these like hardened dudes. Talk for around 13.5 seconds. You're not dealing with a real director. There were real directors attached to this movie beforehand. Like Uh, you had, you had guys like Nick Cassavetes. uh, You had um, Barry Levinson for a while. You had Joe Johnston. You had people who had directed like movies that came out in Hollywood. Yeah. Kevin Connolly not being that much of a director and being like the like ninth director attached to this film in you know like in basically an eight year period of how many editors did they have? I mean, I think they had because one. it felt like I think a they lot. had. I actually did look. <laughs> I actually did last night when we were doing the second watch of it. I went and looked on IMDb at the editor to see what he had done. And you won't be surprised to know he hasn't done a lot of particularly well-known films. Mm. And I was looking forward to kind of seeing this story on screen before I had any context of the development cycle or whatever, when all I knew was a movie poster with John Travolta's face on it. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? Well, it was, well, I honestly, again, we're going to, we'll have the discussion at the end of this. Finally, when we say whether this is a good, bad movie or not, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew it was a bad movie because it had zero on Rotten Tomatoes. We already established that. Right. Yeah. I was reading, I was reading about that supposedly um like movie pass they were like juicing the rotten tomatoes scores or something like they were like putting all these fake accounts wikipedia claims there was no juicing but they were saying 80 percent of the audience enjoyed the film i read some even if you liked it i read some of those and that that ballot box of stuff that's all i'm gonna say totally 100 percent. i'm with you i was gonna bring that up too and like it's very obvious that it was stuffed, but they couldn't prove it because MoviePass apparently had some sort of wild bot technology that nobody uh-huh. knows. Whether or not it's been proven out, the, the fact that we're talking about this as a plausible theory as to why the audience score is so much higher than the critics' score 
again, the critic score is zero. Um, well, it, it's just like, that's just like an ongoing, you know, a running gag of like, like bad movies getting cult followers. We've seen it all the time. You know, The Room is like hailed as the greatest worst movie of all time. The Room <laughs> is a better movie than this. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, wow. no, no, the room is a this good, is the bad room movie. of ga- it's the gangster room is what it is. <laughs> it's the room where you get made. I think there was a critic that said this. It was like, I just watched this and it's basically a gangster movie version of the room. As well. I was going to give you credit for it. But if you're saying you read it somewhere, I'm not I'm taking it. I'm not. Taking I'm not giving you the credit. That's what I said. That's no. why I'm giving credit. I think I have a screenshot. Of, in fact, I have a couple of screenshots of these <laughs> oh, God. Uh, of these. Yeah, it's a uh, Sean. Good thing this is not an audio only podcast. Sean Mulvihill said, "Gotti is the room of mob movies." Mm. <laughs> Underneath uh, Carlos Diaz Reyes, not a single shred of complexity or competence. <laughs> that was my absolute favorite <laughs> sentence in all of the ones I read. Yeah, it not just a, felt- a single shred. Yeah, it, just, it just felt like a movie that was just passed on the path like it felt like the directors that were originally uh asked to, to do this this film were not as interested and in, and in, i guess and you know not or not that interested in Gotti's like life um, what yeah. well i think what the issue is is because this is from his son's memoir mm-hmm. of his father and of his own experience like this is just doomed to hagiography you're now just dealing with just he's trying to use this film to reframe Gotti in ways that a different director and a different writer and a different source would never do. A good director and a good writer would be able to show Gotti as a flawed figure, be able to show him as somebody who was good to the people in his neighborhood, was good and a good provider for his family, had a, had a moral code. You, You have to also show that there's, that he's, you know, somebody who, put brutal hits out on people somebody who killed people himself they show him responsible for only a handful of things in terms of directly shooting or killing somebody in this film but at the same time it's like the way it's framed is like each of those is justified in some ways do does do you think that Gotti was went to spark steakhouse that night and sat in the car and watched them kill this guy because if so he is the single dumbest motherfucker on the face of the planet like for real, for real, how do you drive? Like, I want to dri- drive me to the place where he's getting shot and I'll sit across the street in a car. The one place you don't want to be yeah. when you're going to be linked to a murder, possibly. Like, oh, yeah, he was At on least the get street. out and pop some shots. He was across the street. Everybody saw him. just hanging head. out, watching the shit unfold. A lot of things were made convenient just to shoot those shots. Yeah. And of- you know, they're up on, uh, they were up at, what was it, uh, second or third and like, in between the 40s? Yeah, it's like 40. I think it's like 46 and third. Yeah, 46 and third? Yeah, I think so. You're not just going to pull out into traffic there immediately. You're not going to get that lucky. There's a lot of cars. You're just stuck in the place where this guy got murdered. <laughs> what the fuck? But then it should come as no surprise that when Paul, that he is later charged in the crime of part of oh, the, mm-hmm. the conspiracy to commit murder of Paul Castellano. Yeah, like it, I'm look. I'm willing to believe that there's some amount of embellishing that happens there. That's that sure. to have that shot of him in the car for some that can't have effect, really happened. But there's that can't no have really happened. There's no way he was there. 
Especially Nobody orders a hit and then goes. Like, if you order a hit and then you go, then you may as well just do it yourself. Do the hit. Yeah. Like, you're there already. You did all the work. <laughs> you planned I, it and you went. And then we're like, all right, my, min- my minions. Why'd you show up? <laughs> go get them. <laughs> it's your time to shine. But I love that the way of justifying kind of some of this of where and when they were going to do it was like, okay, well, each of you guys wear these hats. And if you're wearing these hats, then no one's going to recognize you. (laughs) (laughs) The disguise. Okay. So if I fucking knew that hats could let me get away with murder, I would wear hats all the time. Or uh, yeah, he 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 does change clothes. He when he's he's going to that dental appointment supposedly, like changes into like an all black outfit. Um, Ange, yeah. Oh, I love that for yeah. a hit. He lot, oh, to uh, like a yeah. That's suit. that. That was it. I remember they like like it felt like there was a bit where he's just like trying to do like a Johnny Cash or something. Like it was like a lot of like he's wearing like all black, like frequently. Like everybody else is wearing colors, and he's like murdered out um yeah his his uh other than like the brightest color he wears is the orange in the in the prison suit right otherwise like huh like navy or black like black on black and i thought what i thought i'll give the i'll give the film this like it did a good job i didn't like when it said it was the 70s it looked like the 70s yeah the 80s looked like the 80s the nineties are like you know, and they did a good job. Um, the music did match like, that, but the rest. I'll of give you an example. So, um, yes, I don't know if y'all watched The Godfather of Harlem. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Forrest Whitaker, right? Yeah. Oh, so good. So there's so there, there's an episode. I forgot which episode it was, but there's a scene, and we're in the sixties, right? So there's we're in the sixties or in the seventies. We're in the seventies, right? Seventies. So there's a scene. He's walking towards like a bus stop, and it's like a modern day MTA bus stop. Yeah, I saw. I could see, and I saw, but I saw a modern day MTA bus stop in this movie when they were outside at one point. I'm like, I'm, I'm like yelling. I'm like, that's you can't like digitally take that out. Like it's literally what the bus stops look like now. I took the bus. I took the bus in 1990. I was taking the bus to school. I know that's not the fucking sign. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Um, Mm. but yeah, that's. But other than that, like I felt like they did a good job. It didn't look like. Oh, like they're shooting a, a 70s film in, in the 2000s. It didn't look like that. I did yeah. find it hard sometimes, though, to like... like know what year jump. you were in? They Yeah, they would jump yeah, between yeah. like yeah, the that time sucks. periods. That's absolutely arbitrary. My favorite are the flashbacks to this, this meeting, this infamous meeting that like doesn't matter at all to the film. <laughs> and they have this meeting in the jail and... They like early in the film, they establish like this shit right here. This is like the whole point of the film is, yeah, is father and son thing. doing the damn thing. Now, if you'll just give us about an hour and a half, we're going to do everything else first and then we'll remember to pop this back in a little later. All right, you guys cool with that? All right, push play. When, but they they would sprinkle it in periodically, but it would be like it, it would be like, be like an entire. Don't season. sign the plea. And then and then they jump in, and he like Travolta would say one sentence to him, like a smile, and then they would jump to another time period. Just like, and not like the identification of those periods is weird. And then on top of that, you have a nineteen eighty what like eighty eight. 
Italian block party in Queens. Yeah, I, think it was 80, I think it was like 85 or 86. 87? Yeah. 85 or 86. Oh, okay, sure. Not when Pitbull was making music. <laughs> yeah. No. But Pitbull is playing at this party. <laughs> the Bud Light song, too. Pitbull did the music, one. man. You got to get your things in there. Totally, but there were times that were very, very during Pitbull being alive and making music. That was not one of them. <laughs> but look, at an Italian black party in the eighties. I also think, though, in of like how the music direction went for the film, like it's mm. not out of place. No, totally. That's Pitbull a good point. to be at that block party because none of the music made any no, sense it is like it is in no way it is, no no Western it is no girls. way it is no is it it is in no way the most ridiculous or wrong-headed musical choice mm. in this film 100 that one west of my end, favorites was west the end girls. west end girls coming on for a car explosion and not like the hard fun part but like they faded in like the whole song. wait wait <laughs> was, was, wait, 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 was that when they did west end girls i thought that was when they did duran duran's come undone Come Undone is like the end where they're like showing the cops coming after everybody. Oh, at his house. And that's when the body scene where he hears a helicopter. Yeah, he hears a helicopter helicopter and is like, the cops are here. What do you think is going on? (laughs) (laughs) He's Italian. How is his Italian accent horrible? I can do a better Italian accent. The music for uh, that first hit when he's on like medical furlough is also ridiculous. I don't even. It's like, mm. uh, I'm sorry. Do you mean the theme to Shaft? Uh-huh. It, is it no way? It's the theme to Shaft. I hear that guy Gotti is one bad mother. <laughs> That's insane. Like for real. It's a. It's they played the Shaft theme in this movie. Like to show him as there? as a badass. That's crazy. That's Shaft song. If you're going to use that gotta song, that if you got to use that, that song, opposite of Gotti, the ex- like you can't, there's get like, opposite. there's two people in the world who could do this. It's mm-hmm. Richard Roundtree yeah. and Samuel L. Jackson. That's, That's it. And Nobody Isaac else gets the theme to Shaft. Yeah. And Isaac Hayes, rest in peace. Yes. yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's that's tough. Yeah, I, I didn't even recognize it. We were listening to it. And I was like, "Yo, this is an absurd juxtaposition of music." It's like, even more absurd now that you yeah, know, right? Yeah, no, that. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the reason why you might not have recognized it because they obviously there's not they don't use any of Isaac Hayes's vocal. No lyrics, yeah, in yeah no. and they cut it where they cut the music is right when the vocal would be about to come in. Mm. So like it builds up to that, and then oh, now we're onto a different scene. But like, yeah, the musical direction in this film is chaotic. It's obviously, you know, Kevin Connolly is trying to do what Scorsese does, is to use music, songs you know and recognize in these powerful ways, like what he did in Mean Streets, what he did in Goodfellas, what he's done in so many of his gangster movies. And it just, you can't replicate that with Duran Duran, Pet Shop Boys, and Pitbull. You you just can't do it. Very, very passion project. That's what it gave. It gave passion project. Oh, it, it just gave like. Oh, I, I could have been better and 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 did the music. <laughs> I mean, like you couldn't have edited it any worse. So yeah. it's like you're sitting there with jump cut, jump me. cut, jump know. cut anyway. I, I'm pretty decent at Vermeer. I don't know. I bet you could do it. <laughs> 
I mean, it does seem at times like this thing was done in iMovie, which is fine. <laughs> I I forgot to look this up because I spent the last two weeks uh, having to watch the movie. I feel like every Jesus. fucking night because it's like so long. <laughs> you know, gangster movies tend to run long. The Irishman's yeah, like yeah. four fucking hours. Yeah, that's. I, I had to watch that literally over like two and a half days, maybe. I was like going to bed. Mm. Yeah, I was like tagged back in. I watched The Irishman and I was like, had I seen this movie already? Like, it feels like I had already done this. Who who were the rappers? Like, what were the rap songs? In, I feel uh, like there's been 600 in Gotti or an Irishman. And Gotti. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the songs, there. Did they're, anybody recognize them? No, because these were not artists who I was familiar with. Like these are. I, no, I think, they, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It was like it was like creative player rappers like for this. Like, you could have if, if this yeah. this came out twenty eighteen. You could have just Googled Gotti rap lyrics. But no, because look, seven million amazing songs where Gotti is mentioned. Can I speculate on this for a moment? Please, because you even have like Yo Gotti exists, but one hundred percent. But the thing, the thing for me, uh, when I see those choices, like why are the original rap songs that include like the plot of the movie in them, is I go, oh, how many producers are on this movie? Which means how many favors have to oh, be done? Oh, I know the answer to this. Done in order I know to the answer book. to this. How many are producers, Jeff? Yeah, how many producers, Jeff? I want to read the full quote if I can find yeah, it. Yeah, if you can find it. But I'm saying like, to me, it's felt like the kind of thing where someone agrees to put money into this film but okay. they got to put their artist on or they got to be put something in there or my friend or this person's got to be able to act in it like this happens reviewer susan granger brings this gem to our attention after whirling through three different titles four directors and 44 producers uh-huh. john travolta's bungled biopic is an unmitigated disaster <laughs> uh 44 producers so with that many people and you know when you're dealing with independent finance that's like four always going to be a song. thing like put my daughter in this movie my son is going to do the accounting like there's going to always be some sort of thing as favors are owed favors have to be repaid exactly which i feel like in a movie like this people should understand that's just part of the code but um do you think that's how the rap happened? Is yeah, that that's how I think it happened. We ended up with the rappers. That's what I believe. I think I'd never heard or, of these people. Or um, probably I'm thinking like this is these are people. Pip, somebody Pipple knows. Pipple signed. Pipple's getting some sort of kickback. Write this rap about the the movie. I'm doing the music for. I kind of wish that it was like the raps aren't really about the movie. One dude at the end mentions Gotti. Yeah. in the song no, the, the like first the first rap is the first rap is a bit more about the plot there's like a, okay. there's like a there's like a line dissing sammy the bull gravano oh yeah like direct and i'm just like that just, yeah. look <laughs> the prop look the the main problem with this oh, that's movie, bad the main problem with this film is that if you without even knowing the the, the backstory of how this film got made and how many people had to be involved and who dropped out and who sued, who Joe Pesci mm-hmm. suing the producers Joe is Pesci. that uh-huh. Joe Pesci is that the main problem is that they spend the first five minutes of the film destroying your expectations, just yeah. obliterating expectations. So you walk in there with good faith. And the first thing you see 
is John Travolta's ghost of Gotti uh-huh. giving a monologue where he basically on the waterfront, he's like, let me tell you something. New York turns is the greatest the, fucking city camera. in the world. You know, he goes uh-huh. to this whole thing. I was a kid in these streets. I started in the fucking gutter and I made it to the top. That's so like they start with that. Abysmal. They start with that and then it transitions into this rap song, original rap song about John Gotti and the people we're gonna meet in the movie. That's the first few minutes. I wonder how much they got. That's the first few minutes. This is the first time I remember there being a song in the movie about the movie. With lyrics since yeah. like Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Who thought this was a good idea since funny, like Tom Hanks hasn't been funny since then. I like that though. Like, so you should like, probably not do it. It's like when they say the movie title in the movie, you know, it's like, <laughs> like which they did a lot of. They did a lot. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> every time, every time a Gotti was on screen, somebody was like, "Oh, hey, Gotti, Got come it. here, take a shot." Oh, Gotti, come here, hey, it's yeah. Mr. Dave. Alcohol this, this is the worst drinking game of the movie ever. Like, yeah. oh, every time a Gotti comes on the screen, you got to drink. Oh my god! You get through like the first Big seventeen voice. minutes before you have to call the hospital. Can we talk about the incredible uh, bar fight? With the kids, yeah, John Gotti Jr. Yeah, it's really oh, bad that yeah. someone wants to wow. buy him alcohol. <laughs> I forgot about that. Hey man, do a shot with me, and he's like, "Fuck you!" And hits. Yeah. <laughs> I told you to take <laughs> a walk. Christ. Yeah, now nah, he was tweaking out for no reason. <sighs> oh, just incredible! No they just stopped the shit out of four guys. Well, this was this was after his little brother died, right? Yeah, maybe that had something to do with. Yeah, that. I mean, the problem again is that because they jump around in time so much, you don't necessarily know when things are. So when, he's out with his friends when, yeah, far enough from his brother's passing that he's moved on at least, or his grieving has has you know, gotten to a point where he can go out and be social again and, and be, uh, be just a, a friend to his friends. And I, th- I think it was also like, it was a little bit after they were like continuing, they're like, oh, he's like a good earner. Like he's like kind of joined the life yeah or so i think it was like could have been that but i think it also was just some dickhead shit honestly i think it yeah. was just that. well i mean He's like a knucklehead who among us hasn't gotten into a, a ridiculous bar fight in queens before after someone offers to buy me alcohol every time every time don't offer to buy me alcohol i will punch you in the fucking face <laughs> <laughs> And just it's, like my hero, John Gotti Jr. <laughs> what would John Gotti Jr. do? <laughs> That's it. I'm we saw what I'm he did. Exactly. exactly. Don't we'll offer him alcohol. In the face. He's gonna buy Don't his own it. drinks. Wait, know? hold on. Um, before I forget, so I was watching. Um, I was watching Battle Rap. I was watching Smack URL, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the like Drake card, like Kichi Gotti and uh, Loaded and Loaded Lux, right? Uh-huh. So like watching this, this is like within the week. And I think we had we probably watched it whenever it had aired, but it's watching it again. And what do I hear but uh loaded lux with a direct reference to the 2018 Jagati uh movie? Amazing. A hundred percent. He was like, um, he said there's not uh, many of those. Like, That's a trick. Like, like Gotti is everybody know Gotti a movie um son uh but which one 
the 96 or the 2018 version with John Travolta. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on to like a, it's like a mob movie like scheme. Uh, But yeah, I was like, damn, that's really specific. And that leads me to wonder if the 96 one is pretty good. um, Cause this one is ass. (laughs) There was an article that came out when this movie came out and started getting its bad reviews that referred back, basically compared it to older representations of John Gotti on TV and includes that movie. And I think he was played in that one by Armand Armand Asante. Uh, Yeah. So like it was a made for TV movie. uh, HBO. Yeah. Something like it was like an HBO. Some some of the dudes from the Sopranos are on. Well, the thing is, a lot of those guys end up playing a lot of those roles. Like that, yeah. That, you know, when you see some of the, some of the actors in this film, you go like, I've seen them in The Sopranos, or like I know you from because I've watched I've watched the big gangster movies, the big mafia yeah. movies, and I've watched the small ones. I've watched plenty mm-hmm. of ones like uh, you know that come out that just kind of get used. And I'm grateful that we didn't end up with somebody like say Alec Baldwin playing uh, John Gotti in these cases. And I, and I was just saying like, was just saying so Travolta, I felt Travolta as great as an actor he has been and over his career, if his role felt very, him playing Gotti felt very novelty. And I told mm-hmm. I said, if you have, you swap him and Alec Baldwin out, you probably get the same result. Yeah, pretty like, much. Because you can't like you can't not see those guys. You can't not see John Travolta. Like, can I appreciate John Travolta being in those scenes for some reason versus dwelling on the fact that my God, there's no way this guy is anything like John Gotti. Like Vinnie yeah. Barbarino is just not John mm. Gotti. It's just yeah, it's just I, yeah. I can't stop like uh, all I think about is Barbarino or yeah. Or, or, of uh, Vincent Vega. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need somebody really to do this right. You would need somebody who has not already been in such an iconic role that you can't see him outside of that role. Yeah. Unless yeah. that iconic role was like, if this was a De Niro piece or something, it's like, well, yeah, his iconic roles are this. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if it was one of those guys, sure. Yeah, I know I- that dude was sort of attached to this at some point. Was he not? You know who else? I think he was. I know Pacino was. I I don't know about De Niro because I don't think I read anything. Okay. But Chas Palminteri was attached to this. Yeah. At one point, he was going to play Paul Castellano, who gets uh, who gets whacked outside of Spark Steakhouse. And you'll notice in this movie, Paul Castellano has like nearly zero lines in this. Yeah. So I have to assume that originally, when this was a thing, Chas Palminteri coming in playing this character who's, you know, he's in one of the greatest gangster movies of all time, A Bronx Tale. Yes, sir. Which was shot in Queens. Right. But that's because we have the architecture. We have the, uh, we keep the buildings up. But the uh, the thing was that you, you can't just slot somebody into these roles without forethought. And I think in the original version of this, there was forethought. Yeah. In the end of the day, it comes down to you got John Travolta, Stacy Keach, who has no business playing an underboss, like no business playing an underboss. <laughs> but he also doesn't belong in this movie. This is not his genre. No one looks at Stacy Keach and goes, "Yeah, that Italian guy, Stacy Keach." Like, there's no way. <laughs> like, so when he suddenly dies of cancer, very sudden. Like he was like, you know what? Sometimes people die. Pow, he's dead. Yeah. yeah.
This movie had four titles. I think one of them should have been Paul Sucks. Because this whole movie is about how Paul sucks. From from like the, the beginning, the first time we learn about Paul, yeah. basically Travolta's like, Paul sucks. <laughs> and then throughout the film, the only thing we know about Paul is that he has made and that he sucks. No, this whole movie is a, much it. this whole movie is about how there the is people, no Paul. The whole movie is about how the people who be ultimately betrayed Gotti or ultimately were on the wrong end of him sucked. Sammy the Bull Gravano, the first time we meet him in the sucks. movie, he's like, I don't like that guy. He hasn't he's never served time. It's like so now you're getting like he's going on you going on record and forget that's only the second that's already the second instance where we found out that saying the Bill Gravano sucks because the first time we heard it was in that opening rap song. So we've been hearing. Yeah, good point. Who was it? Been, who's the guy? Who's the guy they found out was the uh, the CI? Was the oh, uh, what was that like? What was that? Billy? What was what was his name? Who fucking knows? <laughs> no, he had, listen. We were introduced to him, and then the next scene, oh, he's like in right. court. And oh, then he's like, give me a pass. I'm like, who it was, fucking cares? It was we don't Willie, know who this asshole is. So his name was Willie Boy. Willie Boy, who gets called out as a confidential informant yeah. in in court. And my favorite game. line, my favorite line, uh, he's like, say, yo, you're not going to kill me, right? You're not going to kill me, right? And <laughs> he's like, give me a pass. How could I, I kill, kill a ghost? ghost? How could I kill a ghost? How could I kill a ghost? I did. I yelled at that. I like howled at the screen. for you, Willie boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that line was good. And like, yeah. So it was it's like after that, and then once again, they and then so after that, a few scenes later, they show him kill Willie. Right. I'm like, I don't have to see it. I already know. That we man, know he's gone. He's gone. He completely was, like, yeah. That would have took away. Had they not shown that, I would have been like, all right, don't. Boom. We got yeah. something. No, this, this movie fails at show, not tell. One, because they're trying to do what they do in movies like The Godfather, where they show you people getting killed. But those scenes are shot well versus this shit. But the other thing is like when- This was like a horror movie. Yeah. They're like kills. They're not no. like- part of the fabric at all they're like that guy sucks <laughs> and then he's dead up crazy like he breaks all elements of like the reality of the situation yeah. just he's a ghost murder like, yeah <laughs> murder. It, dude, this is a horror film it's not a gangster film it's actually a horror film and Gotti is a monster yeah i think that's really it also uh, the only black people in this film are in archival footage. That's uh, I was gonna say. There's no. <laughs> I'm like, there were black people in Queens in the seventies. <laughs> None on the street. Even like, Goodfellas no, had a black like, guy. You know what I mean? And and I feel like also that maybe was that like to avoid the like Italian mobster like racism shit. Like, or was it just like we're just gonna cast white people? Like, literally, I was looking. Maybe one guy I think can have seen, but I don't know. I don't remember who it is. And then definitely in the archival footage, I was like, "Oh no, nah, that's like these are two black people." In, we haven't even discussed the in on the earth yet. because obviously they were there at the time. Like, no, look, I mean, I think I think the problem is is like, yeah, the the issues of Italians and racism are not something that they wanted to address in a movie where they're trying to paint John Gotti in a good light. But this is a guy who's going to be, this is a guy who's calling people eggplants. Let's face it. That's what he's doing. Like like not one Moulian was thrown. No single one. Not one. I'm like, I appreciate it, Kevin Connolly, but also did you then erase black people out of the movie? 
number of drugs done, zero. They weren't doing any number drugs. They weren't none. buying any cool shit. Nobody. None, number of women at the like at the card places and like anywhere, zero women around them at any times. All yeah. of these people were wildly like faithful not having a good time. He was the only one who's he was like dressing nice, and I didn't even believe it because he just looked like Satan. He looked like and, he was just like pulling up. And number of like times that they blame something on like another type of person or never racism zero these people were squeaky clean except for the murder like absolutely like sociopathic in the murder but like no emotion but but no other no other uh, breaches were violated they're just like listen we did what we did for money doesn't that kind of excuse it all no it doesn't guys we (laughs) also don't get it at any point, we don't get any sense of where the money comes from, what they do. No. no. What kind of crime no. are they committing? Nothing. You don't see the process, no process going like, like just like- No our, drugs, no extortion. Scarface, to push it to the limit scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. example, like you see it, like, oh, that's how they do it, they flipping it. Like, no mob montage. Which they had all the music they were using entire songs from. They could have fit in another montage fit in a montage of exactly that they could have you know what else they didn't do at no point did anyone complain about food facts they weren't eating no gobble like no food no shviadel even the steakhouse they get shot dinner what was the big family dinner like a big like did they even have did they even have food at the wedding no no food at the wedding oh unbelievable no food at the wedding this like Look, I'm not I'm not saying that you gotta play up the Italian stereotype of food and somebody's gotta be like, hey, it's going to with a little drugs. I wanna see cheese. But like, you know, I wanna see cured meats. People pause. eat I wanna see like, plugins. Two and a half hours of movie Fine. and no meetings happened over food. And no meat. And also, whenever they're all together, they're just silently gambling and no one's having a good time. No one's ever like it that was the At whole thing. At any aspect, point. Maybe. There's no Every joy. Time. No one looks like it's they're a having a joyless film. Why be a gangster? Like why? why? What what is the benefit? Uh I this guy likes me. You're not what are you doing with that's the money? The only benefit is that John Gotti thinks I'm all right. <laughs> that's that's not a very good payoff, y'all. And in the movie, it, the thing in the movie too is that it shows people in the neighborhood and how well he treats people. He's going to open up that gym again. He's going to take somebody, help somebody out. Hey, go carry that old that nice lady's groceries sort of thing. It's like you could still have been in his good graces and not have to basically be sitting in this this boys club doing nothing. And we know the real answer is because the stuff that people got up to beyond, of course, murder Uh is stuff that would if you included in the film, it would make John Gotti look bad. It would make John Gotti also make him dynamic and make the film better. But I think a good movie, though. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. all good gangster movies, all good gangster movies. They show the spoils. Show the the they show the flawed protagonist. If you're going to be a pirate, we're at war, and these are the spoils of war. If you're going to be a pirate, some of them are evil. Enjoy your treasure. Yeah, hundred percent. You got to give up the booty. Well, I don't know. I feel like if this is Kevin Connolly's first direct, this was his directorial debut. Should have tried something. Grand opening, grand. No, this was this was his third movie. They were two small indies before that, but this was his big. This was his big chance. This is oh, a real God. movie. I gotta give him. I gotta give him an F. 
sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin. You're a good dude. What's right. really interesting, one thing that does break with this sort of idea of John Gotti as this largely Satan-like figure in this film is when they are in court for his final trial and you hear him on tape talking. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, that uh, was that I would I'm surprised that they included that in there because I mean, because the Gotti tapes are quite explicit. If you've heard any of them, they they are quite explicit. And it's just like, oh, if you're trying to make a movie about how who the real Gotti is, and then you actually have him in his private moments or unguarded moments just speaking quite freely and explicitly, you know, maybe, maybe that doesn't help your case. <sighs> the last thing, so we get this like long thrown together conversation between Gotti and Gotti Jr. in the jail, just sort of scattered all over the film with no real purpose, except they hammer home over and over again, John, uh, John Gotti saying to his son, don't take the plea deal. Don't the take case. the deal. Don't take the deal. Beat the case. And then at the end, they show a newspaper that's like, Gotti pleads with son, take the best plea deal you can. Why is this newspaper there? We did all this work. Is it just to show that the press was wrong? Or like, why include this newspaper? There's no to reason. undo your entire reason, your movie. There's there's no forethought. There's no afterthought. It oh. is fundamentally a bad movie. I booed the screen, which is just my bedroom wall because I have a projector. And I was just yelling at my wall, being like, boo, <laughs> boo. And then there was still like 54 minutes of the film left, I'm sure. Wow. Also, the very end of the film, they're like, oh, by the way, this was totally a story about John Gotti Jr. and how he beat uh, a case way later. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't mention anything about it until now. And then, but that was what the pinnacle of the film is that he's not not a gangster. And then I, that everybody who ever testified against John Gotti or John Gotti Jr. were all murderers and, and just human waste. They put them back out on the streets. And they put them back out on the, the government. Put them back out on the streets. <laughs> the government is the real criminal here. That's what that's what Kelly Preston screamed at as us. Kelly Preston. God rest her soul. Kelly Preston. The government, who by the way were never in the film. Yeah, not a single character. No, they wouldn't. Cops, like no, like <laughs> the feds didn't really bust. Like it's just no. not believable. No, it's trash. None of the elements that, like, you know what it is? It's a, yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's like, whatever genre of movie it is, it's not actually, like, really a mob movie. It's, it's like, it's like almost like I would have rather watched, like, actual, like, biopic, you know? Like, yeah. rather than, like, this, because, yeah, it becomes, like, where's National Park? Look, they 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 could have done a lot of things, but the thing at the end of the day, they just they just had to put something out, and that's what they did. They put something out. It happened. Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. It's a piece. So the question is not whether this is a bad movie. We came into this knowing fully well it's a bad movie. It's a yes or no question that we have to answer. It's not a scale. The yes or no question is: Is this a good bad movie yes or no mm. so uh, jeff i'm going to start with you you're starting with me yeah i'm starting with you i 
if I see this movie again, I want the last words coming out of my mouth to be, at least I didn't have to watch Gotti again. <laughs> I like hated this. There were some times where I laughed at how terrible it was. It was too long not to like catch you at some point. But man, it was a miserable double watch. Five hours of pure misery. You keep adding the time to this every single time you talk about it. it it's like a 46 hour endeavor. I felt like I had to watch it every day until we finally got to this. This podcast is a gift to me to never have to talk about this shit again. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't like it. bad, bad. So you say bad, bad movie. Bad, uh, bad. I'll give bad. my, I'm going to give my impression next. I want it because I put this in the category of good, bad movie. And I want to explain my view on that. So that way, our guests can kind of be the deciding votes in this situation. I really have a soft spot for bad gangster movies. As much as I love good gangster movies and the classics, you know, things like The Departed and Scarface. The Departed. The Departed. Yeah, you can't say The Departed. I'm, well, oh, well, I'm, I'm not, really like I'm, The Departed. The Departed. I'm not, I'm not from Boston. I can't say this. Shit. The Departed. So I, I like I like those films a lot, but I also like these sort of smaller mob movies that have come out that sort of are lower budget that are just trying to tell a little story here and there and i think this film tried to do both and failed but that doesn't to me make it a bad bad movie based on i really enjoyed john travolta's scenery chewing performance for what it was it was absurd it was a ridiculous rendition oh, like this is supposed to be this film's supposed to be a homage right scenery chewing this is supposed to be an homage you liked a scenery chewing performance from john travolta give anything yes. to tremors but you were like no this really got my heart it, was it when he uh when he was sitting in the car and he just out of nowhere decided that he could say look those are those threat was that the one that got you and now i'm gonna let our guests decide their points on this film is this a good bad movie ah uh, bad good so one of my first experiences with a, a good bad movie uh i want to say was uh bad boys not martin lawrence will smith bad boys the sean penn bad boys mm. oh i've never seen it is it good yes yeah, i highly recommend okay. um really I don't know. I can't even say it was a bad movie. I think it was just a good movie. It was a really good movie. Yeah, my bad. Um, what's the other movie? Uh, it's the movie where I think it's called um, uh, The English Patient. Ah, uh, Freaks. You ever seen Freaks? It was um, they were like it was like a bunch of people, and they they were like uh, Brooke Shields was like the host of the show. It started out like Brooke Shields was like the host of a TV show. And they're interviewing a bunch of like uh, like people, and they got like they got abducted by like a scientist or some like evil mad person, and like transformed all their all their like faces and their bodies. Like one person had like a sneaker for a head. It was like a weird fucking movie. It was. Oh like my god, this sounds incredible. Freaked. Yeah. Freaked. 1993's Freaked. There we go. That movie. Yeah. Mr. T is in this film. Yeah. God. Very very good bad movie. Um, oh, wow. so this looks incredible. That, incredible. I cannot wait. To Check it out. Yeah, that's, the that's the movie I was thinking about. Randy oh, wow. Quaid. Randy Quaid's in this thing. Dude. Yeah. So yeah, some heavy hitters in. Yeah. Um, very, very. My my, what I what I hold as like a standard of a good bad movie, like that in the room. Mm -hmm. 
So bad, bad, so bad, bad movies. Uh, I would say like a Sharknado. That's mm. a bad, bad movie. I don't know. Uh, pretty bad, bro. I don't know. Sharknado's Shark Tornado bad. is a very sweet novel idea. So I've been on board with that. But that's uh, Sharknado, I don't know. A tornado shark. Yeah. Shark Tornado. Yo, you know who else is in that for like a second? Jaleel White is in that movie. Oh my for God. Like, in Sharknado? Yeah. yeah. Freaked. Yeah. Um, ballistic, no, ballistic expert <laughs> discover. I, I remember going. I remember as a kid going to the movies yeah. and watching that shit. As a kid, okay. I was like twelve, and mm. I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" It was a uh, uh, Lucy Liu and uh, Antonio Banderas. It was a. It was supposed to be like a weird... X versus Sever, right? Yeah, ballistic. It was so, so t- terrible. I did not know this and? existed. Oh, you don't. You don't know about ballistic X versus Sever? No, Bad, terrible movie. Yeah. Trash. That sounds like yeah, a rap. That sounds like more a than it sounds movie. like a movie. We spent money on tickets to go see that movie. Bad. Mm. Trash. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'll put Gotti along with Experts to Sever and Charlie. Bad, bad? Bad, bad. Okay, so we've got we've got <laughs> two in the bad, bad column. Um, one in the good, bad column. Silence. It's up okay, to you. So, uh, Gotti was uh, a movie, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it was a movie. Um, yeah, I feel like it, like there were definitely some moments that I don't, I don't even want to say shined. I want to say like, like the movie's very bad. So when good things happen, it's almost like, yeah, Not there's moments novel. that aren't pure. It's shit. just like sure. the movie's mediocre, and I think even in the like the nice bits of it, it's really just like it's still only crawling in the dirt. It's not like hi. It's hard to find good things. To, like sure, Travolta was nice, you know, mm. but even in that, like not really. Like it was kind of yeah. not a goofy. <laughs> It was, and and like I yeah, I feel like a lot of the things that would have been interesting just were not there, you know. But yeah, it it, I wouldn't watch it again, you know. So I'm gonna say bad, bad. I think, like despite despite having some like novel moments of you know yeah, I chuckled a couple places and like. Mm. But but a lot of it was all really at the kind of absurdity of what was happening. It's the writing was just it's like, it drags the writing super slow. It's way easier to find bad things to say about it. It's like the the how it's shot is absurd. It's shot like three or four different ways too. Like oh, there's just like it's almost all like homage, right? Like everything is a shot from something else. Types of movies, yeah, it's like a weird collage. It's yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna have to go bad, bad. But it's not like, like Eight Legged Freaks, you know. Like that's like mm. a good bad movie, you know. Sure, like, yeah. Like uh, oh man. Smuggle uh, film. Yeah. Smuggle film. Well, yeah. I and I guess I, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, this is a bad, bad movie. Not a good film.
I'm not, you know what? We've talked about the movie enough, but yeah. I, I yeah. noticed at the end that you came around that that was a unanimous vote, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm on, a, on I'm a, I can admit on air. I'm a reasonable okay. man. And I Fair think enough. that, that a lot of good points were made and, yeah. and ultimately as much as I feel like there's something about Travolta and camp mm. where like Travolta and hairspray, where it's like, it's like Travolta and old dogs, where it's like, Perfect. he's doing such a terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. But he like embodies the terrible thing. I love right. that about Travolta, but I can't based on all the stuff we talked about, the time jumps, the terrible music cues, the fact that this was basically directed by somebody who has no business. We didn't even cover the all the bad music cues. No, we covered as many There's as we no could way. without laughing or completely yelling, <laughs> fuck this movie. But like, I think that- uh, I did a lot of laughing and yelling, fuck this movie. <laughs> so fuck this movie. most of that was you. It's most of that was you. So, uh, so I think from that perspective, I, I had to yeah. be reasonable and say, look, as much as I appreciate Travolta when he does these characters, at some stage, I just have to accept that. You know what? This is what it is. Word. I'm with you. Okay. So I want to, I want to introduce you to this, the next film, because like I told you I was going to win this week and yeah, I believe, did. truly believe that I'm going to win the next one. I'm in, I'm in high spirits, Gary. Okay. All I right. am back, baby. All right. Like you, you won. I, I want to introduce I, you. Mm-hmm. Just got to look up what year this came out. Oh, so you didn't do any prep before the show. Okay. I I got it. It's tagline is a hair raising comedy. Okay. And it covers a segment of the world that we have not gone into the treasure trove of awful films. And that's high Mm. school based films with way too old actors. All right. And my pick from this is maybe one of my favorite all-time good, bad movies. I am wildly confident in the pick. Okay. It's Kid and Play in Class Act, the post-house party Kid and Play movie. Jeff, mm-hmm. I've never seen this movie. Uh-huh. I have only seen, I think, the original House Party and probably House Party 2. Uh-huh. Uh, so... I know those films and there's certain parts uh-huh. of those films that I have burned into my memory. Of course. Do you know what Class X Rotten Tomatoes score was? 21%. 21%. hmm Well, it definitely qualifies it as a bad movie. It is a bad movie. I, I've never seen Truly, this Truly, it's not good. I know it exists, but I've never seen this movie. And Gary, I think you're going to love it. Uh, it's I'm, got a fresh Prince of Bel-Air cast member in it. It's got a big, dumb, oafish character that gets everything wrong. It's madcap. It's hilarious. Love stories. Makes fun of white people a lot. Have you watched it recently? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm just trying to get a sense of- what Not you're super com- recently, where- like, you know, in my adulthood, yeah. I'm trying to, say, like, I'm trying to get a sense of the, this confidence that you have, which is like, because we thought Hot to Trot was going to be this delight. Hmm in a lot of ways we were i was mm-hmm. excited for it you were excited for it and then i have watched it way more recently than not to try okay that's why i'm asking i just want to make way sure because you're, you're putting a lot out like there. in my 30s you're putting probably. a lot out there and as i said to you earlier on this you know pride comes before the fall so mm-hmm. uh but we're you, about to turn into the summer or the spring so i think we're good 
It's the Cabbages Podcast Network. <laughs>